0: Proverbs chapter 14 I'll give you a second to find it we're going to be reading from verse 26 and 27 I taught out, taught out of the, the first verse uh, of this passage in Sunday school and and really couldn't get away from from the, the rest of this uh, passage as well and it really just a uh, uh, helped to me and, and it really reminds me a lot of the Psalms and this this passage in Proverbs does. And so really, I think it'll be a help to you and um, as it was to me. So let's look in verse 26 of Proverbs chapter 14. It says, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. I'll read it one more time. It says, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. You can go ahead and be seated as God blesses the reading of his word. Well, as a kid, maybe as some of you would be, maybe still to this day, uh, I, I was scared of storms. Especially those that, that had lots of wind, lots of hail, and, and especially tornadoes. So anytime there would be a storm, I would go to my brother's room, not sure why, um, because what, what is he gonna do? I don't know. Uh, that or I, I would go to my parents' room. And um, I, I, I don't know, I just did, I didn't wanna be alone in the storm. If we all get, got sucked up into a tornado, at least I wouldn't be alone. Um, but there, there'd be a few times where, where we'd go to my grandparents because uh, they had a basement, and Oklahoma basements are a rare commodity. And so if there was a, a really bad tornado, then we would go to their house. But, but being with my parents or, or going to my grandparents, it really gave me confidence. It gave me hope. Uh, it, it gave me a peace that, that everything was going to be okay. And, and it helped me feel better about the storm. But now I, I'm, I'm not so scared of storms. In fact, I, I like to watch them outside. And I'll, I'll be one of those people that, that's outside watching the, the storm come in. Uh, as others are, are hiding in their basements. I, I love storms now, but a couple years ago, we had what was called a derecho. How many of you remember the derecho that came in, through town? Okay, uh, I do as well, very, very intimately, in fact. So a couple years ago, uh, I, I went to go visit Brother Raver Molum in Iowa there, and I decided to take the church van, and so um, I, after I got done visiting, I, I wasn't necessarily thinking of, of bad weather. I saw that there was going to be some strong winds, But I, I, didn't, I didn't really think much of it. Until on the way back, then uh, I, I wasn't paying attention. I, I was, I was talking, talking to someone on the phone, and I, I look up and, and I see this wall of cloud. There was this wall of dirt, and I took a picture. I probably shouldn't have been taking a picture as I was driving, but uh, I, I, I was in shock. I was in shock as to what I was seeing. And so I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I thought, OK, maybe I can outrun this thing and I can get to the edge. It's a storm chaser in me. Um, but I, I, I couldn't. Um, I did not outrun it. And so once I saw it, it was getting really close, I, I just stopped off in someone's driveway, and I just decided to wait out the storm. And this next picture is what it looked like. Uh, and I know you can't really see that very well. And I, uh, Brother Mike came to me right before the service. He said, hey, Brother Samuel, the, the picture you sent is really dark. I, we, we lightened it up a little bit just so, just so people could see. And, and it's, kind of the, it's kind of the point. It, it was pitch black. And so that, that's what I was seeing. And here I am in a 15-passenger church white van. And we have these gale force winds and it, it was it was honestly terrifying. If I had been in in my house, or or in my basement, or whatever the case whatever the case is, I, I would I would have felt a lot better about it. But I didn't know I didn't know if there was a tornado in there. I don't know the I don't know the storm channels here. I don't know who to call. So I, I was just I was in the van, and uh, and the storm was there. And you can go you can go ahead and take the picture down. I, I had no confidence. I had I had no confidence in. Uh, in in that van, I, I had there was a lot of um, uh, there was a lot of not fear I guess maybe it's fear okay I'll be honest okay there, there was a lot of fear because in the middle of that storm um, not knowing what what was going to happen physically speaking my trust was in this 15 passenger van okay that's not something that is very reassuring my my confidence what was not very strong because of what I was placing my, my confidence in. When, when I read this text, I, I am reminded of uh, th- this old hymn. And uh, most of us have sung it probably a hundred times. Most of you hopefully uh, sang it at least once tonight. And uh, it's a shelter in the time of storm. Hey, I'm not going to read all the verses again. We, we just sang it. But the first verse says, The Lord's our rock, in him we hide, a shelter in the time of storm. Secure whatever ill be tied, whatever happens, a shelter in the time of storm. Verse two says, "A shade by day, defense by night, a shelter in the time of storm. No fears, alarm, no foes, affright." That's how it's originally written. Not "no fears, affright." Whatever. A shelter in the time of storm. The Course says, "Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land, a shelter in the time of storm." That truth that 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 truth was was true then when the writer wrote it, and and is still true today. And yet. Many times we, we sing this song, and we sing truths like it uh, all the time in church, but we, we don't actually live it. We, we, we don't believe the truth that we're singing. Here, here's what Paul David Tripp had to say about this song in, in his book called A Shelter in the Time of Storm. He says this, We sing great hymns of God's sovereignty, but our lives are defined by nervousness, disappointment, and discouragement. The problem is that we put our faith in things that fail us. Get this right here. The created world was never meant to be our refuge. So when we run to it for hope, we end up with only more trouble. We are asking creation to do for us what only the creator can do. That's a very, very powerful, powerful statement there. In times of storms and in uncertainty and doubt, when you run to any other refuge other than the Lord, you're asking creation to do what only the creator can do. It's no wonder I didn't have confidence during this storm because I was placing it in a van that could blow away just like that um, instead of a storm shelter or, or a basement or something that, that was designed to, to handle the storm. Many times we, we lack confidence and, and we, we struggle with anxiety. We're, we're always discouraged, always looking for something more. We're always looking for something to satisfy us, and, and we're always looking for something more because we're, we're looking in all the wrong places. This proverb gives us a, a blueprint for, for that very problem, and, and I, think, I think it'll be a help to you. In, in verse 26, it says, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. Hey, the fear of the Lord. We, we, hear that, we hear that phrase all the time. It's used often in the book of Proverbs. Um, this idea is referenced many times, but, but this specific phrase is used 14 times. The word fear here is not like the, the, the kind of fear necessarily that I had in the storm. It's not the kind of fear uh, that you would have as a kid about the, the boogeyman under, hiding under your bed. There's not a boogeyman for you kids, I promise. Um, but you, you'd be scared of something hiding in your closet or under your bed. That, that's not the fear I'm talking about. Fear, when, when used in relation to God... It means to hold him in, in high regard. It, it, it means that you respect the Lord. You, you respect what he has to say. You hold his word in high regard. It, it means that you, you value highly what he has to say about, about every situation that you're in. You value him above everything else in your life. We fear God because of, of who he is. He, he's the creator of everything, including you and me. Everything we see around us, he created we fear God because of what he says in his word, because of his promises and all the promises that have come true. We fear God because of what he's done for us in his daily provision with all the physical things we have, but also all the blessings that we have. We have great respect and fear of him because of what we have just celebrated, the season we've just come through. The fact that Jesus left heaven to be born a man, to, to live a perfect life and yet be punished for, for sins that, that he did not commit, to be put to death for sins that he didn't commit, for, for sins that, that we willfully and many times blissfully commit. We fear God because he, he rose from the dead and, and conquered sin for, for eternity. That's who God is. That's why we should fear him. That's why we should respect him. That's why we should lift him up. That's why, that's why we need to give him first place in our lives. To fear God mean, means to uh, it means that you know who he is. You, you worship and respect him because of who he is. You, you give him the, the attention he deserves. You, you obey what he says. You seek to have a close relationship with him. That's a healthy fear of the Lord. Simply put, uh, you fear in the Lord is, is you recognizing who he is, what he's done, knowing him better, and giving him first place in your life. That's what fearing the Lord looks like. So, when, when, you, when you have a fear of the Lord, when you walk with Him, then you can have strong confidence. It's what this proverb is saying. Strong means might. It means strength. It means boldness. Confidence, in this case, is trust, faith. It's whatever you're putting your trust in, whatever you, you place your hope on, whatever, whatever your security is in. There are a lot of things that, that we try to put our confidence in, that we try to, to put our security in, that, that, that won't hold. We put it in money. We, we put it in our relationships, in and, and, and our health, in possessions. We, we could go on and on and on of things that, that we try to put our confidence in and that we feel secure if we have these things in our life. But every time we, we realize that, that we can't trust in those things, we, we can't put our, our hope, our confidence in those because they don't last. Those things don't bring satisfaction. When, when a trial or, or, or a storm comes your way, There's nothing that that money can do for you. There there isn't anything that that another human could fix. Having more stuff in in the best technology won't fix the situation. There's no strength in those things. Just just like that van, there there was no confidence. There's no strength in in that van in in the time of a storm. But if you have a fear of the Lord, then your confidence is in God. You don't have to worry about, about what's going on. You don't have to worry about what's going to happen because your trust isn't in your circumstances or in your possessions or in your money, but it's in your creator. Strong confidence doesn't come from circumstances because those always change. It comes from the creator who never changes. Here, here are a couple of biblical illustrations of, of this. David, as a young man in, in a teenager, he had confidence when facing Goliath. Talk talk about it—an it, impossible circumstance. You have, you have a, a little a little teen boy, and and you have Goliath, right? He he went into to this battle unconcerned. While there was a whole army of adults, men men who had made their life their business uh, of of making war and and defeating enemies, all of them were cowering, and yet here is David. Standing for the Lord when others, grown adults, were were hiding. Because in the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. He knew who God was. He had spent time with God. He had spent time alone with the Lord. He knew what God wanted him to do. His confidence wasn't in himself or or the things that he had, but it was in God. And and thus he could stand strong in an impossible situation. How about three young men in Babylon? Babylon. Teens, most likely, would, would not bow to an idol even when everyone around them was crushing, was crumbling to the pressure. Even though they were facing a fiery furnace and, and death is what they thought, they, they wouldn't back down. They, they had strong confidence. They could stand confidently and, and unconcerned because they, they knew who God was. They had had a relationship with him. Like, like pastors preached. They, they had proved, they, they proved themselves in the small areas at the dinner table, and now in the bigger test, they stood confidently, and, and God came through for them. If you fear the Lord, you, you can face whatever circumstance life throws at you with confidence, not confidence in that circumstance, but confidence in the Lord. If you know who God is, you know what his word says, then you can face that trial, that temptation, that, that difficult relationship with confidence. The fear of the Lord will give you confidence in any circumstance. We shouldn't go, go through life arrogant. Um, that's that's not, not at all what we should do. But we can go into life without concern, without worry, without fear, because our confidence is in our Creator, not in our circumstances. But what this verse doesn't say is that in the fear of the Lord, there'll be an absence of trouble. That's not what it's saying at all. In, 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 the, in the fear of the Lord, there, there's going to be trouble, there's going to be hard circumstances. There will be a, a death of a loved one. Your health is going to fail you. You may lose your job. There, there, are, there are all kinds of circumstances that could happen. But what it does say is that there is strong confidence and that we have a refuge. It doesn't say there won't be giants. It doesn't say that there won't be a fire. It says if you fear the Lord, you'll have strong confidence. You'll have hope. God didn't save the, the three young men from, from the fire. He saved them through the fire. They, they went through the fire, but Jesus was with them the whole time, and they came out of that impossible situation with more faith, with more confidence in God. They came out of it better than they went in. So you, you could be facing some uncertainty right now. Maybe it's a, a bad relationship with, with your spouse, your kids, your, your parents, as, as a teenager or kid. Maybe it's a job situation. Maybe, maybe your, your, your finances are, are just out of control. It's a health trial uh, maybe you're, you're facing a temptation that, that no one knows about. Whatever the circumstances are, if you fear the Lord, if you have that respect, like, like we talked about, for the Lord, that relationship with him, you can have strong confidence. If you're saved this evening, which I, I would assume most of us are, then you can have boldness, you can have hope in, in whatever situation you face, because God has already taken care of your biggest problem in your life, which is sin, He's already conquered man's greatest fear and impossible task. He rose from the dead. He gave us eternal life. That should give you all the hope and all the confidence that you need because no circumstance is bigger than that. No circumstance is more impossible than our sin. So through whatever situation that you are in, you can say, I know that God is going to come through. I I may not know how. I, I, I don't know when. But I know he's going to come through. I know he's with me. John Wayne said this. You, you probably heard this before. Courage is when you're shaking in your boots, but you get in the saddle anyway. Faith says this. I, I may be scared out of my ever-loving mind about this situation, but I know that God is here. I know that God is with me. He's taking care of my, my biggest problem so I can trust him with this one. If you fear the Lord, if you have a respect for the Lord, if you have a right relationship with him, then you can have strong confidence no matter the circumstance you go through. It's only when when we don't have the fear of God like we should, we don't consider Him like we ought to, we don't give Him the place that that that, that He deserves. That's when fear comes because we, we don't really feel His presence. We're not close to Him. We don't know His promises. We we've been trusting, in, in our in our situation, in our circumstances, in our possessions. Thus, there there's no confidence. We can't have ha- have confidence. So not only can, can we have strong confidence in the fear of the Lord, we can have a, a place of refuge during the storms and, and trials of life. This really goes hand in hand with, with the first part of this verse. The, the second part says, um, the, and his children shall have a place of refuge. Refuge means shelter. Okay, it's used a lot in the Psalms. And again, this, it, it reminds me so much of, of Psalms. Um, but, but it talks about in Psalms about, about the goats getting to a cleft and sheltering from the storm. It's also a military term, how, uh, how soldiers would, would go to the rock, go to a fort to be protected, to, to regroup, to recover, and, and so they could get back to the battle. And just like that, God, God is our refuge. We can go to him for shelter. We can go to him to, to restore ourselves, to restore our spirit. We can go to him when there's a storm or a trial or a struggle in our life. Psalm says God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. You don't have to face the storm on your own. You don't have to make the tough decisions on your own. You don't have to take a stand on your own. You can go to the rock that's higher than you. You can go to the refuge that you have in God, and he will restore you through it. Though we know that, we, we, we've, a lot of you have grown up in church, and, and you hear you hear these things, read these things all the time. Many times when we face a difficult circumstance... Our health is failing us. Our friends turn against us. Our relationships are in shambles. It just seems like life is falling apart. Instead of going to our refuge, we, we go to, we go to our, our money, our job, our possessions, distracting ourselves with, with phones and, and entertainment. And we get so worked up. We get so, we get so worked up about the situation we're in. We get so anxious. We get so discouraged about our circumstances. We feel so hopeless. Because get this. We're we're turning to the created, we're turning to creation, to do what only our Creator can do. How how dumb would it be for me to to look at the weather, see a tornado is coming? Obviously, I'd go outside and, and watch it. That's not dumb. Um, but once it gets close, instead of going to my basement and and taking precautions, I I get into a tent that I have set up outside with, with my pillow fort. Okay, that's. It's ridiculous. It sounds like one of those, you know, you're a redneck when you get in your tent during a tornado. Hey, that's that's what it sounds like. Um, why would I risk my life by sheltering in a tent when I, when I have a basement, when I can just go and wait out the storm uh, in my house? That seems crazy. But a, a lot of times, those, those are how ridiculous our fixes are when it comes to, to, our, our, to our lives. We turn to to everything. Everything else except the one person that can actually help, help us and, and protect us. Just like when I was little, and I'd go to my parents' room when I was scared of the storm, we can go to our Heavenly Father as His children, and we can find rest. We can find peace. We can find hope, security, and confidence in whatever circumstance that we face. So, so in the fear of the Lord, we, we have strong confidence. We have a place of refuge in the Lord. But that's not all. Look, look, at, look at verse 27. It says the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. It says the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. A fountain in, in Bible times um, would, would have been a, a, a hot commodity because a, a fountain would, would be a, a consistent source of fresh and, and clean water. Back then, you, you didn't have a faucet. You could just turn on and, and have water. Okay, they, they had to uh, go get their water every day just to survive. So if there was a, a fountain or, or a spring, um, then people would, would basically build their lives a, a, around this fountain, around this spring, because their, their lives were sustained by this fountain. It was a huge deal to them. And so in the same way, when, when we fear God, when we put him first in our lives, then he gives us everything that we need to, to live. He gives us everything that we need to sustain our life. He gives us daily provision, a, a job to provide. He gives us food on the table, a roof over our heads. But he doesn't just provide for our physical needs. When we put God in his proper place in our lives and we fellowship with him, we have a, a real relationship with him, we have a peace that, that passes understanding. We find joy and contentment and satisfaction that no one and nothing else can provide. That's what a fountain of life is. But it doesn't just provide for those things, it, it also keeps you from the snares of death. That's what it says in, in the second part, to depart from the snares of death. What this means is that if you fear the Lord, if you have a proper relationship with Him, you put God in His rightful place in your life, He'll help you to avoid those snares. The, the traps of sin and temptation, and the consequences that, that come when, when, when we do give in to sin. If you're truly walking with the Lord, you have a right relationship with Him. You have that strong confidence. You have a, a refuge in the Lord. You've got that peace and, and the contentment that only He can provide. Those temptations, that sin, the, the pleasures that the sin offers, it, it all pales in comparison to what the fear of the Lord brings to your life. It's only when we get so focused on the sin and the temptation um, the, the, the seeming pleasure that it provides, we stop fearing the Lord, we stop reading His Word and, and fearing His Word, that's when we start to let sin ha- have a foothold. And, and we fall into the, the snares of death, to the consequences that, that come from sin. Victory can be had over, over any temptation and sin that has a stronghold in your life if you'll fear the Lord, if you'll have the proper fear of the Lord and you'll give Him the rightful place in your heart. This, is, this isn't a name-it-claim-it gospel. Again, we, we're, we're all going to go through trials and struggles and hard circumstances. But if you have a relationship with the Lord, you have strong confidence. You have peace. You have a refuge. You have everything that you need to live in a relationship with the Lord. You know, we, we sing hymns like, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus,' "'A Shelter in the Time of Storm,' Day by Day, Victory in Jesus,' And all, all these great songs of encouragement and and yet we, we live our lives, our 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 lives are full of anxiety, full of worry, full of discontentment, and bondage to sin. The truth hasn't changed. God hasn't changed. It's merely the fact that, that we've begun to put our fear not in the creator, but in creation. We're we're looking to our jobs, our possessions our friends, our family, our phones and entertainment, our own self-determination to do what only the Creator can do. Fear the Lord. Hold Him in high regard. Hold His Word in high regard. Give Him the, the utmost respect. Put God before anything and anyone in your life. God comes before other relationships. God comes before your job. God comes before your hobbies. God comes before your own desires. Fear God above all else, and He will be your confidence. He'll be your refuge. He'll give you a peace and contentment that passes all understanding. He'll help you overcome that temptation. I've found that any time in my life that I'm struggling with fear or anxiety, I'm struggling to be content, to say no to temptation, it's because I've started letting something else take the place that God deserves in my life. Something else has taken the priority. My respect, my fear, my desires have, have turned to something else. That's when fear comes. That's when the struggle comes. You know, maybe instead of, instead of focusing on a physical or, or, or self-improvement resolution this year or, or a change, determine that, that you will fear the Lord above all else, that you'll put him first in your life. And I promise you, that, that's the best decision that, that you could make this year. To fear the Lord above all else. Let's stand. We're, we're going to prepare for invitation. You can bow your heads and, and close your eyes. Tonight, let, let's determine that we're going to stop looking to our circumstances, to our finances, to our relationships, our possessions, to the created, to creation, to do what only the Creator can do for us. Let's pray.